God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child, do you know what time it is? It, you know, it is that time of the week for us to basically get our lives. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're tuning in from, but I need you to drop everything you're doing and ask yourself a few questions. That first question is, are you minding your business? Hello, saints. That is our numero uno goal in life is to mind our business. Bree Thompson said, hey. Audrina said, hey, child. Jasmine said, this mug. I, I have an official delegation mug for those of you who are wondering what that mug is. It's um, official member, boom, of Mind Your Business Ministries. Boom. This is how we live our life. And if you're just wondering who the originator of that, oh. Woman Evolved. There it is. Okay, so listen, I've got my mug. I've got my business. I've got my girls tuning in from literally all over the world because that's how we do. I'm not here to just talk to myself. I'm here to talk to the delegation. Delegation, how are you doing? What is going on in your world? Jasmine Hill says, look at me on time. The devil was not playing with CP time today, leaving work, minding my business. Listen, there's no place like leaving work, minding your business, okay? Kiera says, child, I made it. Dallas in the building, D-Town in the building. Can we talk about, I was in Texas this weekend. I was in Austin and I was speaking at a Shine conference at Shoreline City Church in Austin. And let me tell you how strong Texas was in the building. Dallas was in the building. Houston was in the building. DMV was even in the building. I don't know if y'all remember, but I did say something on the last podcast about the DMV needing to be in the building. And guess what? They were in the building. Anastasia says, my delegate mug broke. What? You better not. No, girl. Email us. Email us. We don't do broke broken mugs around here. Wait, did you throw it at somebody who wasn't minding their business? I have I have questions. What happened to it? Email us info at womanevolve.com. We don't we don't want you to have a broken mug in this season. Rashada says delegation, these children children in my class are testing my spirit, y'all. Pray for me because I want to lay hands and cast these spirit out. Rashada, if the Lord is leading you to cast spirits out, then that's fine. Kira says conscious, I have not Kira conscious says I have not been eating my water. Ice. Oh, I let, let me tell you something. I have a stronghold addiction to ice, a stronghold addiction to ice. Like I have an ice machine in my office and I have an ice machine at my house that makes the little ice nuggets from Sonic because I have to. I have to eat ice. Jaquita Pickens says, I see you sipping and mind, minding my Holy Ghost business. Come on and bless him. Stephanie Wood says, hey, all the way from Alliance, Ohio, my daughters and I love you. I love you too. Send my love to the girls. Pauline Boyd says, I'm so excited. This is my first time catching the live. Well, let's get into it. Okay, so we have not 
not all of us have been minding our business and drinking our water, but that's all right. God is still faithful. Ashley Harper says, child, I've been drinking water, not minding my business. This has been a long week. It's only Tuesday. Sometimes it be like that. Okay. So how about this? Um, I'm, Anastasia says, I meet, emailed about the mug and haven't heard back from anyone. No way. It was broken when my sister sitting next to me at night in the, night in the wild was coming to the altar. Oh, so your sister was coming to the altar and then the mug got broke. Well, first of all, we want to celebrate that your sister came to the altar. Email us again. Sorry you didn't get a response. We have a new system and structure, which will ensure that you get a response. And um, we want to make sure that mug gets replaced. We also have them available, though, on Shop Woman Evolve. So if you guys want to get your mug and mind your business and let other people encourage other saints to mind their business, that's an option as well. I released the Sarah Jakes Roberts collection last week, and this is like a collection of clothes that like I partnered with a designer to create that has some meaning for me. I wanted it to be comfortable and stylish. I'm a mom. Like when I, it's time for me to get dressed up, I get dressed up. But when it's time for me to have on something that does not require Spanx, I like to have on comfortable things. And so this clothing line was something that I created for people who are on the go, but still want to kind of look stylish and cute and also need to put on a reminder every now and then that the delegation has your back. All right. And you can do all things through Christ. So y'all got to check that out when you go to shop woman evolved to get your um, uh, Kia Dossie says, I wore my jacket. And yes, it was Holy Ghost Sharp. Come on, somebody. All right, listen. Soretta says, in Duval, minding my own business and listening to this podcast, wishing today was Friday. For those of you who don't know, I went to Jacksonville during the Night in the Wild tour, and they told me because I had an onion pickle in Baltimore that I needed to say Duval in Jacksonville. They gave me no tutorial. I just had to get up there and make it happen all by myself. And how about that? I tried and I think it was all right. They told me I did okay, but I obviously need to go back to Jacksonville and get my lessons. Shantae said, yes, love the pants. Have to give them. I hope you love the pants. Cameron wants to know, are you going back on tour? We will be back on tour in February with a whole new situation that I can't even, I don't even want to tell you about yet, but it's not going to be night in the wild anymore. We've had all the nights in the wild that we're going to have. And from here, it's only up. Okay. But listen, y'all know what time it is. It's time to rescue people. Okay. It's time to rescue the folks. Okay. And we're going to try and rescue some people today. I've got some stories. I can't wait to hear what the delegation says about it. I am nervous because most of the time, I'm not going to lie, the delegation doesn't like to have a lot of floaties or jets on deck so that we can rescue the folks. So I'm going to start this one off. Rescue Eve, for those of you who have been minding your business and have not been listening to this podcast, we just want you to know Rescue Eve is when we rescue people who know better but aren't doing better in the news, okay? I never thought the day would come that I would have to find myself rescuing a vegan from her friends. I'm trying to figure out if we're going to let her friends drown or are we going to let her friends swim? Because her friends did her and they did her wrong. And I need to know what the delegation thinks about it. A vegan called the police on her friends after they fed her chicken nuggets while she was drunk. First of all, Come on, man. Now, why would it's not even funny that you would do this? The woman who wrote an anonymous post on Reddit said that she's been vegan for a decade after she found out where meat comes from. 
I was confused by that sentence. I'm going to pause right there. She says that she's been vegan for a decade after she found out where meat comes from. Lady, I, I want to, they was wrong for what they did to you, but I need to understand where there was any confusion about where meat comes from. It's not, it's just, I mean, it's, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Or nah. Okay, when we rest, when we get her on the plane, we're going to talk to her about how she didn't know about where the meat was from. But that's fine, okay? She goes on to say that she thought that everyone in her life respected her decision. But a few nights ago, she was at a party where she got, and she put in quotations. I want everyone to understand this. She put in quotations that she got white girl wasted. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that this is the right thing that anyone should be doing with their life. But this is where she was at the time. And we have to respect her truth. The woman said that her friends thought it would be funny to feed me chicken nuggets as a prank. Although she asked them if the nuggets were vegan, she claimed that they lied to her and told her that they were sun-fed. She said that she found out the truth when she checked Snapchat. Let me tell you about these petty betties who are her friends. The Snapchat, sto the Snapchat story allegedly shows them showing the woman the nugget packaging, giving the nuggets to her, and then later mocking her and pretending to be her when she found out that she ate me that's how you know Let, let's talk about the levels of petty connected to this story first of all first of all you're giving her nuggets and she's vegan and she's in a place where she can't even she's not functioning properly because she's wasted then then y'all snapchat the whole incident and then have this whole mockery of whether or not how how it's going to be when she finds out that she's actually eating chicken she posted that she took a screen recording of the video and took it to the police on the grounds of food tampering now all of the people are facing charges you didn't even know that life could get that serious that now she has called the police on her friends and they're all facing charges for giving. First of all, be that serious about your diet. If I keep digging, I believe I'll find a word. Be that serious about your diet that when you have friends that try and take you down a road that you don't want to go to, that they face charges. It's a word in there for somebody. I don't know what it is. It's your word. It's not my word. It's your word. So you got to dig for this word more than I can. But what I'm saying is that when your friends don't respect your choices to leave Dam alone, to, to, to leave some of these um, sugars alone and to leave these carbs alone and they feed them to you anyway. They ought to face some charges. Some some brunches ought to be missed. Some some text messages ought, ought to be on pause is what I'm saying. You need friends who respect your choices. Bertha says if she was wasted, how was she asking questions about chicken? Bertha, I see that you been on NCIS. Because you know all of the things. Karen said, I feel like her friends were doing the work of the Lord. If she was drunk, she needed something of substance to help her sober sober up. Y'all trying to rescue the friends? We cannot rescue the friends who gave her chicken nuggets and she's vegan. Now, I'm not vegan. God has not called me to a season of being vegan. But what I'm saying is this. If you are vegan, I'm not going to give you chicken nuggets. It's not a game. I don't even care. I'm not even going to do that. Y'all want to rescue these friends who gave this precious lamb chicken and she's a vegan? Monica Dorsey says, when your friends can't respect your journey, they don't need to be riding with you. Precisely. Khadija says, child, wouldn't she have known from the first bite that it was real meat, though? Now, now y'all know real meat 
and chicken nuggets don't necessarily go in the same hand. Now, I'm not trying to mess with nobody's diet. Once again, teen mom raised my son on chicken nuggets. I don't know what's all in there, but I would not say that those chicken nuggets taste like real meat all of the time. Act like you've never gone through a drive-thru somewhere and took a bite and said, this don't necessarily taste like the chicken my grandmother gave me. Ebony says, my mom gave my husband a bag of cookies and I'm doing keto and I want these cookies. Well, Ebony, that's... That's not the same thing. Now, if your mama forced you to eat a, a cookie, that would be different. But let your husband enjoy them cookies, child. Lala says, friends respect other friends' choices. They do. Star says, Sarah, if she vegan, she knew those chicken nuggets wasn't right because meatless chicken be so weird. I've never had meatless chicken. Have I had meatless chicken? Probably. Probably, probably because every now and then I decide to eat something from a vegan restaurant. And you're right. It doesn't taste like chicken. But after 10 years, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Tamara says, I'm just here as a representative of the CRAA, the Common Reading Association of America. Who even knew that there was such a thing? Okay, so can we rescue? Are we rescuing the friends or not? I don't think we should rescue. And I know this is my show and I should be the chief rescuer. But you need people in your life who respect who you are when you say that's who you are. And she's been friends with them for 10 years. She's been a vegan rather for 10 years. And you would think that they would respect what is core to her identity, but they did not. And this is a message for you somewhere you're listening and your friends don't respect your choices and you feel like these choices are going to make you better. You need friends around you who will do what you, who will help you move towards the direction of your growth, okay? Amber says, your friends should be keeping you safe, drunk or not. That's disrespectful. I agree. Amber says, nope, we can't rescue. Kanisha says, girl, she'll be all right. Kanisha says, she'll be all right. Makita says, some meatless chicken tastes very close to nuggets. Remember, she was drunk, y'all. Don't rescue. Okay, so we're not rescue? We're no rescue. Don says, we all have to face, we all have to face to be accountable for behavior regardless. It's her choice and we must respect. Okay. Shekana says, if they were them Holy Ghost blessed Chick-fil-A nuggets, they did her a favor. Well, listen, she's not... You're not lying when you say that part, Shekana, because if they were Chick-fil-A nuggets, they were trying. Your eyes need to see some glory. Bertha says, no, we're not rescuing the friend. She needs to throw her whole squad. The whole squad needs to go. Wanda says, but homegirl, don't long being drunk. How's that healthy? Don't long. I don't know. What you, can you correct that and send it, send it back to me? Wrap that back up. Send it to me again. Melissa says, you also got to be accountable to yourself. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're not rescuing uh, the friends here because don't do me. Okay. That would be like if I say I don't want to eat. What is the uh, when you're not vegan, but you what could anyone feed you when you're not vegan? That would be against your life. Don't feed me lettuce. Okay. I don't know. Just go with it. Sakina says that would have me rethinking everything about them Have they always not respected my choices and decisions I tell you what she did do though She called them police She called them their police and said Y'all oh it's funny Oh everybody's laughing on Snapchat But how about these I don't even know food tampering That's what it is How about how about these charges Okay So how about that Okay I didn't like it and so we we love y'all with the love of the Lord, but we're going to let you and the Lord work this one out. We got to save our gas money in this season and our lungs so we can't blow up the floaties. So we are not rescuing the friends. I have a question. As I think about our next rescue, 
I am wondering what the delegation is going to say about this. Actress Gina Rodriguez is facing yet another racial scandal, this time over a social media post in which she used the N-word. A video posted on her Instagram on Tuesday shows Rodriguez getting her hair done as the Fuji's song Ready or Not plays in the background. The Jane the Virgin star raps, I can do what you do, believe me, N-word, give me heebie-jeebies, before chuckling out loud. She Talking about friends, speaking of friends who don't look out for you, because she was getting her hair done and something else when she posted this video, and nobody wanted to be like, psst, psst, you can't say that. Like, sis, you, you just said it out loud, like, psst. You just said it out loud on the camera. Delete that immediately. But the video stayed up there for quite some time. Um, So she later deleted the video, but not before people saved it and shared it widely on social media. After flurry of criticism, she posted another video. I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry, she said. I'm sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees. Once again... We weren't offended about you singing along. It was the N-word that, that, just so we're clear, you can sing along, but it was the N-word that grew the offense um, to a song that I love and I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill, and I really am sorry if I think, I should have read it in an I'm sorry voice. More backlash followed from people who said the apology did not sound sincere. Hours later, she posted a follow-up apology early Wednesday on Instagram in song and in real life. The words that I spoke should not have been spoken, she said in a lengthy message. I thoughtlessly sang along to the lyrics of a favorite song and even worse, I posted it. The word I sang carries with it a legacy of hurt and pain that I cannot even imagine. I have some serious learning and growing up to do, and I'm so deeply sorry for the pain I've caused. I found my apology voice at Target. Some of you all need to get it while it's on sale. So here's the thing. Tara says, all Latino people are black, so we are rescuing her. Okay, I want to see what the delegation... Michelle says, stop reading, no rescue. Lala says, she can say what she wants, put, but don't cry when there are consequences. All right, I have to autocorrect. I have to be serious. Let me tell y'all about being this um, Facebook Live podcast host. I have to be Siri, and I have to read and keep, keep up with the comments, and sometimes my Siri doesn't work. Jamika says, rescue Sister Gina. Can we trade her for Stacy Dash? Oh, my goodness. Let's not even get started there. Helen says, rescue her and sis needs some new friends. Danielle Norman says, sounds like damage control. So, I mean, Kina says, Cardi B says the N-word all the time. So what's the big deal? Tina says, no rescue. She say that and more behind closed door. I just don't understand. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Okay. Amber has a question. She says Latino people are black. Kina says rescue Spanish people are a people of color too. This is where there is some division. We need to have a meeting. 
There is so much division over who can and cannot say this word. If you are listening and you are not black and you can be brown and you can be yellow and you can be white. But I just want you to know that anytime you use the N word, first of all, probably, honestly, truly, no one should use the N word. Honestly, probably, truly. But here we are. People use it. But this is the thing. Black people use it. Some black people say I'm not going to use it. It's a whole thing. But if you are not black, if I were you. This is my this is this is me. This is my suggestion. Who am I? Nobody. You don't have to listen to me, but this is what I'm going to say anyway. Is that you should just err on the side of caution. Don't say it at all. And if you're going to say it, make sure that you say it around people who stamped your I can say it passport. I don't know if you can get that passport from Target next to my apology voice, but you want to definitely have that passport with you. And you definitely want people to stamp it when they say you can say it. And then you can only say it in front of them. That means that you can't take that stamp that your your friends gave you in school and try and use it in another country. The passport won't even let you into this other country. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just because someone said you can say it doesn't mean that everyone thinks you can say it and you just got to be conscious I don't know I don't know Deidre says better question is why does she want to be able to use it she said she was just singing the song you know and she loves that song Misha says our people are always saying they're black too but do Hispanic people feel that way do Hispanic people feel like they're black Maybe some of them. I don't know. I know we had some Hispanic delegation members. Can y'all let me know? Sue. Sue says, I'm Latina. I do not use the black word ever. However, I love gangster rap and I sing along quite a bit. I'm definitely not recording it and posting it to social. This is what I'm saying. Like nothing in your Holy. We need to rescue Gina so that she can get the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will tell you don't post that. I know the whole act like the Holy Ghost has never been in your business when you was feeling low and insecure and you had that selfie and you had just gone through that breakup and you wanted somebody to know that you was being just fine and you went to post it and you had that little mid drift out, had a little tum-tum showing, had the little line of the cleavage showing and the Holy Ghost was like, don't post that. And you was like, I'm gonna post it anyway. And then you didn't get no likes and you was like, see, Holy Ghost, you was right. I know y'all, I talk to y'all. I see y'all all the time. What I'm saying is this. The Holy Ghost, we need to rescue Gina so she can get the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost would never let her do this. Jamie says, just know that the N-word passport stamp is not going in the description. Jamie, you don't know yet. I'm going to add it. I'm going to ask someone to add it in there. Tara B says, everybody need to go back to history class because clearly they dropped us, dropped us off everywhere. That is true, Tara. Now you said you talking truth now because they did drop us off everywhere. But now we don't know. We don't know. Michelle says, yes, I'm Latina and I don't use the word anymore, but before Christ I did. Well, there it is. Somebody, listen, there's truth in this place. Alicia says, yes, Holy Spirit will give me in a minute about a post. Kina says, I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends and we all grew up saying it and nobody had a, nobody had a problem with this. Social media does too much. But this is so, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is just me. I just don't think that you should, if you, if someone has given you permission to say it, and they have not consulted with everyone on social media. You have one or two options. You can post it and say, like, you know what? 
I'm allowed to say it and I don't care what y'all think. Just don't apologize for it. Just say, I'm shoot. We all got dropped off somewhere different. I'm it's African down in my bloodline. And so I get to say it or you don't say it at all publicly. So you either say it and stand by it and say, I'm allowed to say it and I'm going to keep saying it and y'all just going to have to deal or don't say it at all. If you want to apologize for saying it, I don't know. I don't know. Jasmine Hill says, let's rescue her and invite her to be a part of the delegation. I, I want to protect her. See, I'm going to be a good friend. I'm not going to invite her to be a part of the delegation just yet. Maybe we need delegation tiers or delegation lanes because I don't trust that all of the members of the delegation are going to be ready to receive her with a with a hearty amen. Do you see what I'm saying? Tabitha Pickens says, I'm sure it's not the first time she said it, but baby girl posted it. And that's the probably that's what I'm saying. That's how you know she said all the time because she posted it and she didn't think nothing of it. She had a little tickle after she said it. She had a little tickle. She had a little tickle. I heard the little tickle when she said it. And I was like, oh, she say this all the time. And you know what? Who? I just don't think it should be said at minimum publicly at maximum at all. Lauren Hall says you can't hide. Looks like those lyrics are more relevant to her. Go ahead, girl. Oh, my Okay, so what do we decide? Hmm. Do we decide that I would like to rescue her so she can have the Holy Ghost delegation? Can you all help us? Lake Moore says she needs delegation onboarding, which means that we will allow her to be a part of the delegation, but she's going to have to go through some courses, some new member, some new member courses. Do y'all new members? We have new members classes here at Manja Business Ministry, um, where our uh, umbrella ministry is Woman Evolve. So there's Woman Evolve and then there's Mind Your Business Ministries. Woman Evolve is like is like um it's like the umbrella and there's a lot of ministries underneath it. It's the Mind Your Business Ministries. We have the Drink Your Water Ministries and we also have the Are We Working Out Ministries. Now sometimes we're not involved with all the ministries at one time, but Mind Your Business is definitely where we want to stay. So we're going to bring her on. We're going to have can someone write down the structure of Woman Evolve? It probably should be my job, but that's fine. Someone else who wants to volunteer. Can you all just give us the structure of all the different ministries and what the onboarding process is. Shani Talbot wants to know what's the opposite of rescue. Um, the opposite of rescue is use your own strength because we can't come up with the reason to stretch for you right now. Monique Reese says J-Lo, Fat Joe, Cardi B, they all say it. Rescue Jane the Virgin. You must like the show because you didn't call her Jane the Virgin. Um, so it sounds like the delegation is going to agree to allowing us to rescue but we're going to have some onboarding. We're going to have an onboarding period. Jasmine Hill says rescue with onboarding and 90 day probation. Jessica Taylor says onboard, but yes, she needs new member orientation. We, we fine with that. We're fine. Tabitha says this is her final warning. If she get bold enough to say it in public again, that's her battle to fight. All right. So it sounds like we're going to get these new members class popping and we're going to get our girl just in the safety of the delegation. And we're never going to let this happen to her again because, sis, we out here. We got you. OK, onboarding is happening. OK, so Gina Rodriguez, we love you here at uh, Womney Evolve and we can't wait to just help you 
understand all of the things that sometimes you don't understand all of the time, and that's all right, okay? Just a little probation. I see you, Alexandria says, a probationary period is a must, okay? Oh, I like this notion of rescue with a 90-day probation. This feels like a first. I like this. And this is good because we have rescued some people who turned around and, and put holes in the floaty that we just had just given to them. And so I like this idea of a 90-day probation. Okay, listen. All right. So she's going to, all right. All right. Look at y'all. The last person that I would like to submit to the delegation for rescuing on this day, um, I want us to rescue. Do y'all want to rescue struggle love? Do y'all want Lala Morrow? I can't do it. I can't even read your comment because I don't want anyone to ask me any more questions about it. But I can't do it. Um, okay, listen. Do y'all want to struggle? Do y'all? <laughs> do you guys want to rescue struggle love? What is struggle love? You're asking me. You're thinking to yourself, "What is that?" I'm not sure. I'm unsure of what this struggle love is. Well, Gucci Mane is going to help us understand what it is. It's on Monday. The rapper Radrick Davis posted a meme to Instagram featuring a photo from his 2017 wedding to the beauty mogul with the words. Everyone wants this, but what y'all forget was she was with Gucci, but she was with wild Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicity with other women Gucci. This is Gucci after therapy and rehabilitation. This is a street man groomed in his 30s after he's been at his lowest point. Point is, this is a writer who knew what she signed up for. You all, they they put a bad word in here. I don't know, like, mm-mm. Um, is with the next person after a couple fights. In the caption of the photo, Gucci wrote, I love my wife, she stayed down. And in the comment section, Kaior wrote, Oh, I love you more, my baby. There's nothing in this world that I wouldn't do for you, Poppy. First of all, let me say that is an excellent story for them. So many people have gone through situations with people who were not at their best and they never got there. Okay, so... The thing is that when you're not at your best, but you're working towards your best, that's one thing. But this notion of struggle love, do y'all want to rescue struggle love where you stay down with somebody through all of the things and all of the things and then they get better at the end? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I personally feel as though the notion of ride or die struggle love is something that sounds great on music but is really challenging to deal with in real life. And the kind of woman that you become, for me, I can't speak for nobody else. Some women, it doesn't mess with their identity. It doesn't mess with their confidence. It doesn't mess with their value or worth. But in my experience, struggle love is not just a struggle to love, but it is a struggle to love yourself in the midst of it. And I don't think that the only way we can celebrate relationships are like if they have this struggle love component. But like, what about like the, the, they end this little meme talking about how people leave after a couple fights? Well, possibly. Depends on what we're fighting about because I don't want to, if we can't agree on core values of respect and character, then maybe we do need to be gone after a couple fights. I don't know. 
Caprice Mouse says, no struggle, love. Too risky. You may be grooming them for the next woman. Janelle says, key word, she knew what she signed up for. That's true. Yeah, she knew what she signed up for. I, I don't I don't know. Jessica says, no, no struggle of. I don't want women to think they should have to go through so much to be loved correctly. Shardell Webb says, could it be that struggle love is a manifestation of you struggling to love yourself? Well, you better preach a word. You kind of picked up where I left off. Brittany Carroll says, ain't no room on the boat for struggle love, baby. So we're tired of struggle love. Jamaica Johnson says, let's denounce struggle love and uplift self-love so we can stay patient and wait on God's t- timing. Ashley Kid Doyle says, I literally can't imagine. My eyes are closed and I still can't imagine. For those of you who all don't understand what she's saying, we had something that we had in one of the seasons where we closed our eyes and said, I can't imagine it. I closed my eyes and nothing came up. I literally can't imagine it. Struggle love is for the birds, okay? Like, it's not cute. I don't care how many music songs. I don't care how many videos we have. Like, it only works out for literally, like, this, I don't even know. This is like a once- I don't want to say once in a lifetime because people have gone through this and came out on the other side. But just because something worked doesn't mean that that's how it should function. That's a word for somebody. Just because you made it to the finish line doesn't mean that you got there in a way that was most efficient and effective, okay? Israel made it to the promised land. They did, but they took a long time making it to the promised land because of what happened to them when they were in the wilderness, okay? So, like... I'm over it. I'm over it for everyone. I am tired of reading messages from women who are constantly hurt and traumatized because of struggle love. And now they don't know their worth and now they don't know their value. And I have been there. And all I want to say is like, girl, you got to love yourself. And if you love yourself, then you will never receive anything that is this much of a counterfeit. Jessica says, struggle love is canceled. Hear ye, hear ye. The delegation has come together and we are wanting to have a meeting to let everyone know that struggle love is canceled. Barbara Farmer Tolbert says struggle love sits out the weak links. Dysfunction. Kenneth Clay, what works for one person doesn't always work for someone else. That's that's true. I don't have a struggle. You got to have struggle love. You have to have a conviction down in your spirit about struggle love. I got my conviction and my conviction is that struggle love is not for me. Now, struggle love can be for someone else. You're right. And everybody can have it for some, everybody, different strokes, different folks. But that struggle love is not for me. Sarah Edmonds says, what is struggle love? Struggle love is when you just have been dogged by somebody. They disrespect you. They embarrass you. They just do whatever they want to do. They cheat on you. Did I, I mean, just raggedy. And then you stay with them and you keep loving them through it all. And you keep standing by their side through it all. And eventually they get it together. That is like the goal, right? But there is no guarantee in that. I like what Dr. Anita said. Dr. Anita said, love should be the area where you need the least amount of faith. 
because you have so many practical reasons to be with somebody that you don't even have to stretch yourself into a realm of the impossible in order to see it working out. Lala Henry says, instead of apologizing for putting her through that mess, he wants to publicly give congratulations for surviving it. I just can't. That's I could have handled this a lot better, too. I, I agree with that. If it was like, you know what? Like, I apologize that she even had to experience that. And I'm Thank God every single day that he gave me another chance at loving her and honoring her like the queen that she is after treating her so terribly. And I pray that no man ever does another woman like this. Like, what if this is a beautiful challenge? What if instead he started teaching other men who are putting women through struggle love on how to stop that curse and break that habit and instead to honor women? Like it's trust on both sides from this is like, I don't want this to become a thing, but from what I understand, like it is challenging for men to break the toxic behavior that comes with struggle love because they don't trust that a woman can handle their vulnerability and the growth connected to them. So they just go from woman to woman and disrespect them. But the truth is that it takes trust on both sides. And I think that instead of having this conversation where we celebrate a woman for being disrespected in hopes that a man will turn around and honor you and finally treat you with respect, that we should have a conversation about what it takes for a man to stop doing things like this and learn how to respect women in a way and that you would respect women in a way that you would leave them alone if you're not ready to honor them. Tanya says, if you know her struggle, he gave her a million she invested into his empire into her empire she has now yeah I don't yeah I mean I'm really I don't it's really not about the money I'm just thinking about the the toxic patterns of relationships that are often celebrated she flipped that money for him and I know that that's but still looking out for him you know while he was in prison and that's great you know, but oof, I don't know. Lori says participating in struggle love and low self-esteem go hand in hand. Monica Dorsey says, I think men can't emotionally connect and be vulnerable in his brokenness. I think that is true for some men, but I'm really believing and I know that there's a generation of men who do not subscribe to this pathology and who are trying to honor women and trust that women can handle their brokenness. Because here's the truth. Like, honestly, this is what I feel like I've learned with my father, with my brothers, with my husband, with my sons. Like men are just as sensitive as women are when something happens to their sense of family, to their sense of protection, to their hearts when they're young, it is just as challenging for them to recover as it is for us as women to recover and believe again. In a lot of ways, maybe women are even more resilient and that we don't allow the trauma to keep us from believing that we can have genuine connection. Whereas in a lot of ways, and this is a broad statement, you know, a broad sweeping statement. I'm not saying it's true for everyone, but a lot of times that hurt and that trauma convince men that they can never open up again. And especially when you talk about like how we don't allow men to really process their emotions. My father actually 
was preaching on Sunday and he was talking about how the only emotion that they teach men to have are anger. They're not allowed to be sad. They're not allowed to be depressed. They're not allowed to be hurt. Like anger is their number one exclusive emotion. And so when you can't handle those things, you channel that anger into relationships. I can understand how it happens, but I do think that we have to be willing to have a conversation where one, we as women can respect men in their vulnerability, but also we can create an environment that makes it okay for them to be vulnerable so they don't have to be emotionally disconnected and not able to honor women, but I don't know. How about that? Margot Bridger says, no amount of money is worth your mental health. Karina Guilford said, mental health, emotional health, the cost of that, priceless. Ashley says, OMG, I done messed around and caught the delegation live. Praise God, I can be in the building. What's up, girl? And we welcome you. Candace Breland says, yes, say that, sister. My husband is listening, and I'm trying to teach my husband with God and about God. He was raised with a wicked mother and without a biological father, was absent, never met him, don't know his bio- Don't know who his biological father is. Say it, sister. Uh, Lake Moore says, she has daddy issues, covenant love heals. It is not meant to break down, get your healing, and don't accept mess. Tisha says, yes, just talking to my husband about how when we were told never to show emotion or cry. So that's why anger is their go-to for sure. Tiffany Denise says, I think sometimes it works out. Sometimes it, I'm for sure. Sometimes it does. I just don't know if we should celebrate it or we should celebrate the men who don't put women through that as much as we celebrate the men who do and come out on the other side. Maybe that's the word in it. Like my husband, I try to celebrate my husband on social media as much as I can because I've never never like question whether there was someone else in his life, whether there was someone else in his phone. We were in a long distance relationship. I came out of a toxic marriage before he and I started dating seriously. And I never once questioned anything. Now you're talking about like a polar extreme to go from questioning literally everything, every time the phone went off to not having to question anything at all. It was actually pretty scary because my whole whole relationship dynamic previously was built on infidelity. And that was the nucleus. That was the day-to-day interaction is like, what am I going to find out? Who were you actually with? What happened with so-and-so? So our relationship was just centered around that. And obviously that's not healthy, but when you're in the polar opposite, then you have to learn how to have conversations about like who you are as a person. So we're not focused on whether or not I'm being faithful because you know I'm being faithful. So let's have deeper level conversations about how you're growing and developing and why you do the things you do. Questions that are invasive for someone who is used to dealing with external issues, the external issues of infidelity. And I really think as we continue to write books and create resources that we're going to talk about the vulnerability required to have honest, frank conversations in marriage because it is a a major extreme to go from toxic trauma function into having dysfunction, rather, toxic, traumatic dysfunction that's functioning into creating a healthy relationship. Monique Carraway says men are very sensitive and they don't know how to deal with the emotions that they feel, so they become angry and also have difficulty connecting on a heart level for sure. So um, we're not rescuing struggle love. So I don't know. 
about that. We're praying for healing, though. We're going to pray for healing with that, okay? So, and we're going to change this narrative of believing that these traditional roles in relationship are the norm or have to be the norm because things are changing now. And this idea of a woman maybe staying through everything and the man does whatever and then there's a happy ending, like that's not going to be the norm. And we have to just be willing to embrace as society changes, as culture changes, we have to be willing to embrace that the roles and functions are going to change too. So it's not necessarily that the, that the wife is at home cooking and cleaning and the man is bringing home the bacon or that, um, you know, bringing home the bacon and the wife is frying it up. Like those are previous ideas of what it means to be normal and not what we are dealing with today. So if you're in a relationship, that's another piece of advice that I want to give you. Be willing to release yourself from this notion of it has to look a certain way in order to be successful. It can look any kind of way. The husband can cook and clean. The wife can um, bring home the bacon, okay? Or nobody, actually nobody has to bring home the bacon because what we can do instead is use HelloFresh. Boom, gotcha. I signed up for HelloFresh the first time I told you guys about the meals a few weeks ago. And let me tell you how it's blessed my life. So Sunday, I made meatloaf. Said to myself, self, I want to have a home-cooked meal. I made meatloaf, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, cornbread, greens. It was a whole situation, okay? Then I decided yesterday I was going to cook, but I didn't know what I was going to cook. But I thank the Lord that my doorbell rang and that I got to have my HelloFresh meals So I signed up for it when I first told you guys about it. And to be honest, I was a little hesitant to start it back then when I told you guys about it because I knew I was about to go on tour. But I logged in anyway to look at some of the meal recipes and I learned that you can actually choose your delivery days, food preferences, but also that you can skip a week whenever you need to. So I set up HelloFresh to literally start when I got back from tour so that I wouldn't have to go to the grocery store. Sometimes that's a word for somebody don't sleep on your own thinking sometimes you got on your whole thinking cap and you don't even know that your thinking cap is on until the doorbell rings or until the check comes through or until the idea or the calendar thing goes off and you're like oh I've been thinking I already asked my mom to take care of the kids for this weekend or oh I already bought my ticket for Woman Evolve all I got to do is get my hotel HelloFresh has officially become one of my go-tos for creating delicious meals in a short time last night last night Last night, I made two different meals. They send me three meals a week. Last night, I made two of those three meals because I couldn't decide what I wanted to have. And what I decided to cook was the sesame beef tacos and the crispy maple mustard chicken. Sesame beef tacos. I told y'all about those before. They're delicious. They have you pickle some vegetables and it just does something. The flavor is like a little chili, sour cream situation that you mix together. And it is delicious. And I'm not a picky eater. I like to try different flavors, but my kids are really picky. And even my kids like the sesame beef tacos. And then the crispy maple mustard chicken. Let's talk about it. Maple mustard panko breadcrumbs on some chicken. What? Do you know how the Lord sat with us last night? I just can't get over how HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. I would literally give the recipe to my children and tell them to make dinner and have no fear of what was going to happen. Just read. Just use your whole reading and you'll be fine. 
So the recipes last night were a hit in our household, and I can't even tell you how I lived my best life because I had three of them tacos. I said three, and I cut off a little piece of the crispy maple mustard chicken, the little Dijon mustard. It was delicious. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so I already know when I open up the packages that it's going to be delicious. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. These meals are not bland, boiled chicken recipes because I already know y'all y'all sitting at home and y'all saying to yourself you're saying you know what I did not want to order this because it's probably going to be bland it's probably going to taste like boiled chicken it's not going to taste like what I have in mind let me tell you first of all sis knows how to eat I am sis sis knows how to eat and what you guys need to know about sis is these are not bland boiled chicken recipes you can add extra meals to your weekly order if you have a larger family like me or you can add extra add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough if you don't believe Believe me, just take a chance and try it out today. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Evolve80 and enter Evolve80. It's like receiving eight meals free or you get $20 off your first four boxes. Okay, come on, HelloFresh. So start cooking today for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Evolve80 and enter Evolve80. Once again, nobody's boiled chicken. Do you understand what I'm saying? Kathleen says it's HelloFresh keto friendly. They do have keto options on there, okay? Whit Warren says, okay, with you slipping in that word, don't sleep on your own thing. It was a word that I slid in there, didn't even write it down, but it was a word. And I, I'm telling y'all, if HelloFresh, even for me, sometimes I'd be thinking to myself, sometimes I want to make fancy food. But I have a thousand people to cook for at home. I have six children and a whole husband and whoever happens to be at our house that night. And sometimes I want to make fancy food. And so I was even hesitant to order HelloFresh because I was like, I don't know that I want to make fancy food for everybody all the time. But you know what I said to myself? Sometimes I will let these children eat cereal. And I will eat fancy food. What? Gloria James says, okay, sis, there's an anointing on your advertising skills. Do you see how the anointing is growing? Let me tell y'all something. And this is a word, and then I'm going to go back to Hail Mary. When I go back to the first episode of this season and listen to how awkward and uncomfortable I was with doing the ads. And I kept saying to myself, I got to find a way to do this that is authentic to who I am. Sometimes you will be out, out here doing stuff that is not authentic to who you are, but you feel like you have to do it. And so you do it in the way that everyone else has done it. But there is a way for you to do what you are called to do, what you need to do in a way that is authentic to you. That's preaching, that's writing, that's doing ads on the podcast. And I am learning episode by episode how to do it in a way that is comfortable for me. And so, you know, we be laughing and stuff about my transitions in these ads, but that really is me trying to find a way to do things that are authentic to me. Crystal Smith says, HelloFresh is so good. My 17-year-old starts dinner now for sure. I told you, I just hand it to the kids and have them put it together. Nay Nordy says, God makes you uncomfortable to make you comfortable. A word, it is a word, okay? So, Hail Mary, okay? Hail Mary is a time in our show where we just take a minute to celebrate people who are doing incredible things in the news, in the headlines, wherever. My first story is for Lyft, a company. It's actually not a person. 
Lyft has announced a plan to help people making their way through the employment pipeline get to and from job interviews, professional training programs, and new places of work with free or discounted rates. It's working with several nonprofit partners, including Goodwill, the USO, and the National Down Syndrome Society on the Jobs Access Program. The ride-sharing company is aiming to help people from a range of backgrounds. They include veterans, people with disabilities, refugees, formerly incarcerated individuals, those in low-income areas, and 18 to 24-year-olds perhaps trying to land their first job. For those of you curious, the program will initially be available in more than 35 cities across the U.S. and Canada, and then nonprofits will connect people who could use some help with lift rides. So I thought that this was incredible because a lot of times people aren't even in a position to get in a car and go apply for jobs or to get in a car in order to interview or to get to and from work. So they can't even save for a car so that they can ultimately get on their feet. And so it produces such a vicious cycle and can be really challenging, even from a mental health perspective, to feel trapped and stuck. I think the most dangerous thing that this nation has ever done to any group of people, but specifically those who have been consistently marginalized, like African Americans, is making them feel stuck. Because when a person feels stuck, they will fight by any means necessary to create an option, even if that means one another, or even if that means turning to um, ways of escape through drug addiction or whatever. And so I love that Lyft is helping people no longer be stuck in their circumstances and experience. So LaShawn says, yes, Lyft. Charlene says, yes, Liv. Daniel says, let me find my interview clothes for that free ride. I'm just playing. Now, just so y'all know, y'all can't be telling them that y'all going to go interview at Target over and over again so that you can go get your groceries. That's not how this works. They probably need to have some type of system where we can check to make sure. Lucretia says, y'all hiring at Woman Evolve Enterprises. Maybe I can get Liv to give me a ride. Girl, if Liv can give you a ride, I got a strong intern committee waiting on you, okay? I got a long list of people. Y'all pray for me. I got a long list of people that I want to be able to hire to bring Woman Evolve to its potential. And right now, you know, sometimes the money and then sometimes the money and then then the money, okay? So what I'm saying is there's a lot of vision that I have and God is going to give us the resources. And until he has given me the resources, resources. See, I feel another word coming and we've just stumbled into this. I may not have the resources financially, but you can have the resources and someone's passion to help you serve. Sometimes we're praying that God will give us the money so we can hire someone. And God says, why don't you pray that I give you someone who will work with for free or without money? You see what I'm saying? And he will do that. And then you just have to have it in your heart to honor their sacrifice when you have the ability to. Don't take advantage of people's heart to serve when you could be uh, compensating them. Okay, so how about that? Sonia says it's coming, Pastor Sarah. It's coming. I found it. I got that word. Shanika says, speak it, Sarah. It's coming. All right now. It's coming. Come on now. They're praying with me. They're praying with me. So, yes, Lyft. Shout out to Lyft for doing exactly what we need done out here in the community. The next video I know you guys have seen because it has been all over the news. Surveillance video released Friday from Park Rose High School in Oregon shows how a football coach disarmed a student carrying a loaded shotgun during an incident in May, then hugged and held on to the then 18-year-old. The dramatic video released by the Multnomah, 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 
County District Attorney's Office and published by Portland's KOIN 6 News shows Coach Keenan Lowe moving away from the student Angel Granados Diaz and holding the shotgun out of his reach in the hallway. The coach says, I saw the look in his face, look in his eyes, looked at the gun, realized it was a real gun, and then my instincts just took over. I lunged for the gun, put two hands on the gun. In the video, Lowe is seen talking to Granados Diaz, holding on to him with one hand. A teacher then quickly grabs the gun from Lowe and moves to the other end of the hallway. Lowe then turns and embraces the student who begins to cry. I felt compassion for the kid, to be honest. Obviously, he broke down, and I just wanted to help I just wanted to let him know that I was there for him. I told him I was there to save him. I was there for a reason and that this is a life worth living. I don't know if you guys seen this video, but it's really, really super special. So the coach literally takes the gun out of his hand, but then he just like hugs him, like hugs him, hugs him, hugs him over and over again, will not let him go. And I really thought that that was so powerful. So um, if you guys haven't seen it, I want you to check that video out. But definitely want to give a hail, Joseph, to Keenan Lowe. Chrissy Barnett says, yes, that touched my heart. OMG. Tarsha Page Brown says, a real hero. Jay Anderson said, that video has me in awe. It's really super, super good. Sonia says, a hug can change someone's life. It really can. Like, I love when people give good hugs because there's just something about being embraced that says, I got you. I, I love you. You're going to get through this. It's going to be amazing. Chandra Hyman says that teacher didn't quickly do anything. He ran away, then came back to get it. The coach was so brave and courageous. Uh, yeah, I, I actually know what you're talking about because I saw that in the video. But the coach did his thing. This is about the coach. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, aside from the hugs, it was beautiful when he looked at the student repeatedly during the hugs. That's true. Because you can tell that he was kind of like wanting to push away, but he like looked him in the face and was like, no, come in, come in for this hug. So, yes, hail Joseph to Keenan Lowe. I also want to give a Hail Mary to Shabab Al-Ordan at the WAFF Women's Club Championship during a match between Arab Orthodox Club and Shabab Al-Ordan Club, according to the Indian Express. A player from the Arab Orthodox Club found that her hijab was slipping off her head. Rather than use their opponent's moment of weakness as an advantage, members of Shabab Al-Ordan paused playing and gathered around her so as to protect her from being seen. A video of the powerful moment was shared on Twitter by, by at itsliG and has received nearly 4 million views. Again, that's at itsly, S-L-Y-G, and just the letter G. And it I don't know if you guys seen this video, but it was like so dope to me because... This was about to be out here, obviously, as a part of her belief system and a part of many belief systems, having your hair shown or um, out is, you know, it's just not proper. I don't know. I don't know how to use the right word. I got on somebody else's hair right now. I don't that doesn't have anything to do with anything. But what I'm saying is this as a part of some cultures that you shouldn't have your hair out. And this moment could have been, you know, maybe shameful for her or hurtful. But before it could even be shown, you see these players from the opposing team creating this circle and huddle around her to cover her. And the vision, the imagery connected to it was, to me, such a sign of womanhood. 
And, you know, honestly, it's what I hope to build with Woman Evolve is like for us to recognize what it means to be a woman who is still trying to live her life and is trying to make sure that she's walks in purpose and with passion and power and anointing, but how there are still moments, this is somebody's word, there are still moments in the course of life where you feel like you're going to be exposed, where a part of you is going to show your weakness or something that you may be embarrassed or ashamed of. And instead of sitting back and seeing another woman struggle, sitting back, seeing another woman go through something, but to create this network where we cover one another. If you guys aren't following Woman Evolve on Facebook or on Instagram, like it really is powerful to get in the comments and just encourage one another. Sometimes we have women who are going through deeply traumatic things or things that require a lot of faith and compassion. Someone starting a business, someone quit their job, someone's marriage is falling apart, and they are allowing us in those comment sections to see themselves exposed. And we get to come around and kind of hover and connect and say, sis, we got you covered until you get through this. So I think you guys should check it out. It's really, really dope. Uh, Lauren Stovall says you give good hugs. Thank you. I Hugs are my thing. Chrissy Barnett says, yes, you just described my life. I love this mission you've created, pure sisterhood. Asia Starling says, it really is so, so encouraging. Keisha Howard says, you have, we are all sisters because of you. I really love that. Olivia Olive says, yes, to fix another's crown. Absolutely. Shannon Hopkins says, that is so dope. Kudos to them for helping sis out. You guys definitely have to check out that video because it is powerful. And the next time you see a woman who's going through a situation that could be exposing her, whether she's had to go through a divorce publicly or something in life is taking a shift, any kind of transition in life, instead of wishing her well from afar or thinking how challenging that might be within yourself, take a minute and encourage her. You would be surprised how far it goes to just be able to say, hey, I can't imagine what that feels like, but I want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm loving on you. It just, it's amazing. As you said, thank you for pronouncing my name right. OMG, it's the little things. Hey, girl. So, yes, we as sisters have a responsibility to keep one another covered. And at Woman Evolve, that's what we're all about. That's why I had to make sure that I put you guys on to something that's going to actually change your life. Okay. Let me take a minute and put my ladies on game. Fellas, if you're listening. Stand by, hit pause, okay? Skip through this little part because I need to let the ladies know something. Sis, did you know that there's a bra out here that cannot just hold the girls down but can keep your comfort level up as well? You do not have to choose anymore because third love is allowing you to live your best life and then make sure the girls are taken care of. Make space in your drawers, lady. Ladies, because Third Love is about to become your new favorite bra. Third Love offers more than eight 80 sizes. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, because who doesn't understand what it's like to be an in-between cup kind of gal? Third Love helps you find the perfect bra by having you answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate, donate it to a woman in need. So you seriously can't lose. These bras are lightweight with super thin memory foam cups to mold to your shape. 
Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Showing your, show your girl some love and go to the thirdlove.com slash evolve now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash evolve for 15% off today. Show them gals some love. Another one. Okay. Ashley says they better be good with guessing. What are we talking about? Another, how about that? All right. Okay. How about that? Okay. All right, fellas. We welcome you back because now I want to help the delegation with some issues. Okay. The delegation is facing some issues, and I need you guys to help us help them get their life together. Okay. We have an advice question. Advice question that we have came in through my DMs. You're listening to this podcast right now and you're saying to yourself, self, I would like to submit a question to the delegation. I'd like to know what the delegation thinks about what's happening to me at work, what's happening to me and my family. Slide in my DMs or DM Woman Evolve. You can DM Woman Evolve. You can message Woman Evolve and we can get straight to helping you. Question number one says, sis. I was listening to last week's podcast. I've heard you mention this before where you're learning to be more direct. I too have that same struggle. I just don't want to come off as too demanding like Alicia Keys stated. The huge but is, given my career, I must be direct. I'm a special ed teacher. In addition to the children, I have to instruct my two assistants so my class can operate efficiently. The problem is both of my assistants are completely new this year, meaning they've never worked in a school nor with children with disabilities. I find myself feeling very overwhelmed now because the structure and order that I was using used to is now gone. On top of that, they didn't start until late September. Our school year started in late August, so for a month, the children had already gotten used to just me. There are certain methods and routines that must take place but haven't been getting done, even with me telling them to do so. I was told by my department head I must be more direct. I was thinking I'm giving clear instruction, but as you mentioned to them, it seems optional. What are some ways you've overcome your struggle? So some of the ways that I have overcome my struggle and learning to be more direct is literally being direct about my inability to be direct. I think having a meeting with these two assistants, sitting them down and letting them know, hey, I have an area of growth that I'm taking as an opportunity. Um, That's what we, we don't call them weaknesses in our organization. We call them opportunities for growth. So We have an opportunity for growth as a team. This is what I would tell them if I were you. One of the areas where I know that I need to grow is in my ability to be more direct. Um, Having been here, having worked in this industry, there are a few things that I know will ensure success. However, because I want to make sure that I'm still doing everything with kindness, it has kept me from being as honest about how you all could be improving. And for that, I apologize because I have failed you in not being able to really challenge you to bring your best to this role and position. Luckily, I have decided that it's time for me to grow in that area. And here are some things that I think we can do together to make sure that we are meeting the needs of the children in this classroom. And then I would give them individual lists of areas where they have an opportunity 
to grow and also to share with them an area where you will be growing. I think that people are challenged to grow by leadership when they recognize that their leadership is growing as well. One of the most difficult things to do in leadership is to make sure that you're galvanizing and motivating your team to really fulfill the mission that is ahead of them. And you never want to isolate someone and make them feel like they aren't doing a good job. And so I think neutralizing the playing field by saying, here, this is an area of growth that I'm focusing on. And I want to challenge you to also rise to the occasion with me and help them to remember the mission, not just so you can get a check, you know, not just so that we can get through the day, but so that these children we're taking care of, this book that we're creating, this organization that we're building can have maximum impact and effectiveness. At the end of the day, no one enters into a field unless they have a desire to be effective in that field. And if they learn that there's something they can do to ensure that they're being more effective and that they are more valuable, not only does it offer them job security, but it also gives them the benefit and reward that comes with knowing I did something today to with excellence to my maximum ability. That's my suggestion. But let's see what the delegation says. Brittany Chardet says, perfect response. Chandra Hyman says, that's so good. It's accepting accountability and then placing the challenge of growth back in their court for sure. Jaleesa says, yes, I knew you could help. Definitely can't wait to implement this advice. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you for submitting this question. And says, caught the life from the Fiji Islands. Girl, take us with you. We need that. Take us with you. Karen um, says, that's good. I used to be a special education teacher as well with three assistants at my top. And then Jaleesa responds to Karen. That's what I'm talking about with the woman evolved sisterhood. We are connecting people who understand what it's like to be in your position and building off of one another's experience. You guys have to get plugged in. Kelly Harden says, exactly. That sounds good. They should definitely work as a team. Terry says, that's good, sis. Beautiful. Karen says, I had three assistants in my room as a special education teacher as well. They were all older than I was. So I struggled with being direct as well. Try asking them what they did for work before they entered your classroom and try to play on their precious strengths for sure. Okay. Kiara says, I'm going to implement that advice. So it sounds like we are the helping the delegation is helping one another be all that they can be. The next question says, hi, Pastor Sarah. First, let me say I love the podcast and all that you do. There is a serious question I have, and I hope that the delegation and yourself can help me. I currently am a new mom to a beautiful baby girl, and her father and I were dating at the time of my pregnancy. However, now he has totally changed on me. He's changed. He's no longer talking about a future with us. He cheated, and I'm having a super hard time trying to separate my emotions without being bitter. I'm okay without being I'm okay without being with him. What she meant to say is I'm okay with being without him, but I'm just having a hard time healing because I have to see him every day. How do you heal when the person who hurts you is in your face every day? It is really challenging to heal when the person is in your face every single day. I don't know if you guys are living together or if he's just coming to see the baby or whatever, but you have to create a structure and an environment for your healing. So one of the things that we do 
a lot of times when a relationship has come to an end is we like to maintain this notion of friendship, that we can continue to still be connected without having our feelings involved and everything be okay. But the truth is, it's not okay. Sometimes you need some space. You need to take some time to facilitate your healing. You have a baby. I understand how challenging that is when he obviously still needs to fulfill his role as father. One of the first things that came to my mind is wondering if you guys have a mediator who could be there when exchanging the baby. What kind of system and structure do you have in place? You know, do you have like a visiting schedule? Do you have this uh, breakdown of what he's doing versus what you're doing? Because if he's coming over to your house to spend time with the baby, maybe part of healing is coming to a place where you decide, okay, he's coming over. He's going to spend time with the baby here. I'm going to go out and get my nails done so that he can fulfill his role as father without us being in the house together. Is there an advocate, a middle person, a friend, a relative who can can be there with you when that person is over so that you don't feel like there's this family dynamic that's happening that actually isn't real or healthy, but to have someone who balances it, who's your protector, and so that you can heal while also making sure that you are not isolating him from his child. Boundaries are going to be everything right now, and you have to be honest with yourself about what you can and cannot handle. So to answer your question, there is a way, first of all, you're going to heal. I'm sorry that this happened to you. I can only imagine what you're feeling and the emotions connected to those feelings. I want to really, you know, challenge you to create an environment that can actually produce healing, though, so that you don't feel bitter, you know. So when you have a plan that is meant to help you produce your healing, it really alleviates the need for bitterness because I think bitterness is another thing where you end up feeling stuck. But when you have a plan to get out of the bitterness, okay, I'm going to have someone come over. I'm going to start focusing on taking care of myself, of loving myself. I'm going to get some therapy. I'm going to watch these videos on YouTube to help me get through my day. Like bitterness may be where I am, but bitterness is not going to be where I stay. And all of us in life have moments where we end up stuck in an emotional state, but we don't have to stay there if we create a plan to help us get out. Carlina London says, I'm recently divorced. My three children and I see my ex regularly. I needed this. This I'm so glad that you logged in just for this. Alexis says, create boundaries. Why does she have to see him every day? He forfeited that right. She has She has every right to heal on her own time in her own way. Once again, you have to determine what works best for you and your family and what's going to be fair for you guys. I do think a lot of times, you know, we... Don't want to be the, the woman who, you know, put the guy on child support or got the courts involved. But sometimes when you need to have some boundaries that are like strict boundaries that everyone adheres to, it is helpful to, to have an actual legal custody arrangement so that there are some boundaries that have to be respected. So you can't just come in here anytime. But if you feel like mentally, emotionally, he can come over, but I want my mom to be here or I want to be able to leave when he comes over, that's on you. But I think you should look at all of your options and be serious about creating your boundaries with no apology. Because a lot of times in situations like this, you know, the guy like, you know, we don't have to get lawyers involved or we don't have to do this. We don't have to get the court involved. And they end up trying to keep things within this, uh, environment of you guys can handle it together and manage it together. But what if the truth is that you can't right now? Maybe I can once I'm healed, but right now I can't do it. 
And you got to be honest with yourself. Joy says, thank God for deliverance from bitterness. Chandra Hyman says, I'd advise to find a safe sister to talk through your feelings and emotions. Don't keep your thoughts inside. It'll turn into depression and set you on a downward spiral praying for you. Candy says, I just recently got divorced. I caught the end of this, but I needed this. I moved to a different state for military reasons, and it was the best thing I did. Having some space is everything. Erica Gregory says, heal unapologetically. Sis has this for sure. Yes. Terry says, first of all, you're going to heal. Love, SJR. Yep, that's a word. You are coming out of this. Get connected. Come over into the delegation, into the comments. Share with us. Connect with us. We want to love on you. We want to help you through this season, but this is not going to be in be the end. Brian Nicole says, the devil is trying to keep me from this podcast every time you go live. Not today, Lord. We got you. Okay. Question number three says, hi, SJR. First, thank you for challenging the delegation towards continual growth. And I hope you are supported in the areas you are growing in. For the last four years, I've worked remotely as a recruiter for a company that does not have a diversity and inclusion program. Up until recently, I was the only person of color on my team. I often felt like I couldn't be myself and needed to fit in. Diversity and inclusion is a passion of mine, and I feel called to specifically work within this area. Others at my company don't really see a need for it because there are people of color in the company, which is true, but we are very few. I've taken on diversity initiatives within my duties, but I'm only one person, cues stress. Also, there's no way for us to connect unless we already know each other. I tried connecting with a senior black woman for mentoring, but that fell through. I don't want others, especially women, to deal with the same thing I went through. Any thoughts on what I can do to help the process? I don't want to leave this company, but I'm not sure how much longer I can stay without progression. Love you, sis. So when I saw this, the first thing I thought, and I can't wait for the delegation to chime in because as an entrepreneur, I'm not in a corporate setting. And so I'm answering this somewhat ignorantly, but I'm going to give you my perspective. And then hopefully the delegation can chime in with some perspectives that are really helpful as well. The first thing I thought, though, when I read this is that if your company doesn't see the benefit in it, it's because they obviously don't understand the impact that diversity and inclusion can have on their bottom line and on their ability to have team building in general. I think that if this is a passion of yours, and it certainly sounds like it is, that you should consider creating a proposal. It doesn't have to be lengthy, but creating a proposal, identifying and educating them on what diversity and inclusion is, helping them understand the benefit and asset it is for their company, and then volunteering your passion to help create this for them as a company. There are no major companies, and it doesn't matter how big or small your company is. I think when they recognize how even major companies that perhaps they look up to are including diversity and inclusion in a way forward for them and how it's benefiting their, the culture of their organizations, that they will be all ears. But sometimes we don't have what we need in certain environments because we aren't willing to educate people on why it needs to be there. It's like as a leader in church, like sometimes people are passionate about something, like they're passionate about women who are suffering through domestic violence or they're passionate about the homeless. And then they leave the church because the church wasn't passionate or as passionate about it as they were, not realizing that if you're really passionate about it, maybe God brought you to that church. Maybe he brought you to that job to help erect it where there isn't one. So I can only imagine how frustrating this is for you. 
I don't want you to leave your job either because hello, coins. I'll never stand in the way of assisting her coins. But I would suggest perhaps creating a program and helping them to recognize the beauty of it. If not, perhaps you should look for other opportunities where diversity and inclusion is something that's important to them. Say, Da Murphy says, I have this same issue right now, which is why I'm working hard to get my own business profitable. Michael McFadden says, she should create her own business outside of your job. Teray Roberts says, give that good wisdom that, hey, honey, that's my man. Um, Jacqueline Owensby says, start where you are with what you, with what and who you've got. Remain consistent and genuine. Show them the benefits to their organization. Totally agree. Melody Dunlap says, yes, sis. Point out the ways that diversity can improve their marketing strategies. Monique Fuentes says, great wisdom. At the end of the day, companies are, you know, if you're not a part of a nonprofit, if you're not a part of some type of ministry, if this is purely corporate, at the end of the day, they're about that bottom line. And if you can show them how diversity and inclusion will help them increase that bottom line or increase the culture of the team, making it a more welcoming environment so that the bottom line is affected, I think that they're going to be more apt to listen to you. But I do think that you should have facts, statistics, you should lay it out for them, help them to see how it's helped other communities. And then from there, I think you'll be good. Natalie says, I have the same issue and I'm currently looking for another job because this is tired. Blessings though. I totally understand. And Natalie, you know, you may not be as passionate about diversity and inclusion as she is. Maybe you want to work somewhere where diversity and inclusion is important. But she says that diversity and inclusion is a passion of hers. And she feels called to work specifically within this area. And God has brought you into a company where diversity and inclusion is not important right now. So you have a passion. They have a need. Who's to say what God can do when those two things come together? Kathleen says, this is amazing. Hey, Kathleen, thank you. Uh, Lauren says, speak their language, y'all, all bottom line. Lynette Robinson says, I had to use that exact scenario within my school to work on my direct directness. It is hard, though. So, all right, child, listen, that's it. And while you're working this thing out, sis, I only have one piece of advice for you, and that is make sure that you are taking care of yourself in the process. Because while you're helping to build where there is lack, you're going to run into some roadblocks, perhaps some glass ceilings sometimes, and you're going to shatter through them. You're going to run right over them. But when you get home, you're going to need a moment to take some time to yourself. There are so many things that I like to do in order to take care of myself. And I think that one of them that you should consider um, for me, I like to get myself gifts. I like to have little surprise gifts. I have a wig problem. It is now an issue. I am addicted to other people's hair. Lord help me. I love my hair too. Took my hair out this weekend, blow dried it, washed it, beautiful, growing, flourishing. Can't even see where I cut them four inches off. But I braided that hair back on down because I wanted to continue to work and function in that way. And right now I am just looking at different wigs that give me scalp-like tendencies or hair that keeps my life together. And with that being said, I want to challenge you to get yourself a gift thing going, okay? May I suggest Fab Fit Fun, okay? With Fab Fit Fun, you can count on receiving a personalized gift you love once a month that focuses on making sure you get items you'll love 
each and every month. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size, premium, beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. Each box is customized to your specific interests. They deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. I thought that this was going to be a little small box of goodies, but it's literally like a huge, like bigger than a shoe box. Like it is a huge box that has so many different things in it, things that I could use at home, things that I can use on me. I got this hand cream that has shea moisture in it that I absolutely love. These boxes sell out really fast, so make sure you sign up for yours today. You can go to the FabFitFun website to browse to become more familiar with the brand and product before signing up. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. So use the code EVOLVE for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Again, you can use coupon code EVOLVE for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Fun.com. Please share your coupon code with us once you've done everything to let us know the goodies that you have ordered because I think you are going to love it as much as I do. With that being said, you know what time it is? It's snack time in the sanctuary. <laughs> Rena Hawkins says, yes, Pastor Sarah, love the way you transition. Thank you, child. Listen. Okay, listen. So it is time for us to have one of my favorite parts of this podcast, and that is to have a snack. And I actually wrote down a few notes because um, I wanted to make sure that I actually shared with you something that helps me. So before we went on tour, I was stressed and struggling per usual, okay? Um, and I was just trying to get my life together. This was maybe like a month or two months before we went on tour. And my calendar was crazy and my life was crazy. And I decided, because I would do things like I would schedule meeting after meeting after meeting, call after call after call. And I decided that the only way I wanted to manage my life was to do one thing a day. I just told myself and my assistant, I was like, you know what? I only want to do one thing a day. Now, the thing is this, I can't just do one thing a day. But in my head, I said, I only want to schedule one thing a day because the reality is that with six children and a husband and businesses and emails and text messages that I end up doing more than one thing a day, literally just because that is how my life functions. And so when I schedule a lot of things, I'm going somewhere, just bless me. Just wait, just wait, just wait for me, okay? When I schedule a lot of things to do in one day, then I become easily overwhelmed and I don't have time for the things that I don't schedule, like take Orange Theory, like cooking dinner, the things that are a part of my life, picking kids up, taking kids places. And so I schedule all of these things and I become overwhelmed. And so I told myself, you know what? I'm only gonna do one thing a day. That is my snack for you all on today. For you guys to never discredit the ability of doing the 
Never discredit the power of doing one thing a day. Did you know that between the number zero and one, there are an infinite amount of numbers? That means to accomplish one, you have to go through an infinite amount of things. So maybe you're doing something right now. You're building a business. You're a new mom. You have a big family like I do. And you look back over your day and you're like, I only did one thing towards what I had in mind for the business. I only did one thing that I felt like was okay for me as a mom. I only did one thing. But do you know that in order to get that one thing done, that you had to go through infinite things to get to one? And until we realize that that one thing is enough, then we will always be upset that we only did one thing today. Guess what, honey? In order to get to one, you have to go through quite a few things. Okay, and to be able to say I completed one thing that I accomplished one thing today, make sure you take into account all of the things that went into that one thing getting done. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. Uh, I wrote this down, though, because I wanted to share it with you. There's a lot of work that goes into doing one thing. Sometimes we bet ourselves up. For just doing, sometimes we beat ourselves up for just doing one thing because we don't fully value how much work went into completing that one task. A new mom who only got to take a shower today doesn't think about how she had to create a schedule that would allow the baby to be occupied for long enough for her to take a shower. A business owner who launched their website doesn't take into account how they had to learn so many things before they before they could actually launch the site. It takes a lot of effort to accomplish, period. Okay, don't discredit your one thing because it wasn't a thousand things. Just commit to doing what you need to do one step at a time. I was in Austin this weekend. I had a great time there um, with the women, like I mentioned. But um, I preached this message and I pray God has just given me so much revelation even after I preached that message. But it was called One Sip at a Time. And it was about the woman at the well. We'll actually have the video up on Woman Evolve TV. And I just tell you, there is something about really valuing one. I did one thing today. So my one thing today outside of this podcast is a conference call. Now, I went through a lot to get this podcast together and to write these scripts and to make these notes. And then I went to Orange Theory and I pulled a muscle in my shoulder and I had to leave because I was in pain and my hot water is not working at my house. So we had to work through plumber to get the house. Like there are so many things that happen unexpectedly in a day to be able to accomplish one thing and deal with all of the unexpected things that come up are an accomplishment for me. Now, I still have a thousand hundred emails to go through. I still don't know what I'm cooking for dinner. I would love to go get my nails and feet done today. And you know how bad my nails and feet are if I am actually trying to go and get my nails and feet done. But right now, I just have one thing to do, and that is a conference call. I think it also does something for me mentally where I don't feel the pressure of having a lot of things to do. And I just say, you know what? I just have one thing to do today. I just have one thing to do. And that was that is enough for me. That's your snack. Runner Robin says, that is true. 
Kathleen says uh, that HelloFresh booth. Right, for dinner, you better. Uh, Amanda McIntyre actually just said you better. Diamond Couture just tagged one of her friends. Khadija, I hope you hear this message. Crystal Joy Roberts says, it was an on-time word. I was so glad to be in the house at this Shine Conference. I really, really just love this woman at the Well Message. I can't wait to share it with as many women as I can because I think it is a powerful truth that God shared with me. Shannon Hopkins says, wow, I needed that. It's okay to not be superwoman all the time. When superwoman is your default setting, like your default setting is superwoman. This isn't everyone's testimony, but there are some people who their default setting is superwoman, which means that even when you do one thing a day, you're still finishing a thousand things and handling a thousand. In order for superwoman to rescue one person, she may have to fly through a few buildings. She may have to steal a car. She may have to stop a bus. She may have to swoop through the grocery store in order to save one person. And then she's like, you know what? I only save one person a day and doesn't look at all that she went through to get to that one. Then superwoman is out here sleeping on herself. So wake up, superwoman. Title, Jamie, I found a title for the podcast. Wake up, superwoman. Woman Evolve, a team full of incredible superwomen. Some of us still learning our power, others trying to understand the extent of our power. And some of us who just want to take our cape off and for a minute go to bed and slap on a bonnet. I don't know where you are on your superwoman journey, but one thing I know for sure is that you are not by yourself. The Woman Evolve delegation thinks the world of you. And the only time that we will stop minding our business and drinking our water is if a fellow superwoman says, hey, I need prayer, I need love, I need covering. Don't be afraid to let us know what you need. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, comment, get into the comment section, connect with another woman, tell her you're praying for her, let us know when you need prayer. We love you, we're thinking of you, and I know that God has incredible things in store for you. Terry Raglan says, I can't wait to listen here. I'm so over Superwoman, Wonder Woman, and Batgirl. This is tired. Sometimes it be like that. Rachel Harvey says, that Superwoman setting will have you in the hospital from exhaustion. Lesson learned, never again. Yeah, babe, you got to know when you're Superwoman, you got to know when to pull back. All right, let's pray. God, I thank you for every Superwoman and fella listening to this podcast right now. Man, God, sometimes life have us out here struggling hard, losing ourselves, wondering if you can hear us. And then you send us a reminder, you send us a reprieve that you see us, that you know us, and that the experience that we are currently in is actually meant to show us a dimension of you, a version of ourselves or of the world that we would not know otherwise. So Father, we just pray that you would give us wisdom, that we would understand what's a problem and what's not a problem, that you would give us words, that we would communicate what needs to be said in a way that needs to be said. God, help my teacher friend, my teacher sister, who's going to be being more direct. Give my mom, the mom who's got the new baby and the weird relationship happening right now, Give her wisdom, God, on how to create an environment of healing and wholeness for her and her daughter. And for my sis, diversity and inclusion, who's going to go into the workplace and change things for the better, God, give her strategy as only you can do. And may she bring this idea into a room where someone else has already been thinking about it. God, I'm praying that you would begin to expose the powers that be in her organization to the beauty of diversity, inclusion, 
and inclusion and that she would be an answer to their prayer. And as for the rest of us, no matter where we are on our journey, Father, we just ask for your peace, for your love, and for your passion to see this world be changed for the better. God, I love the delegation like you would not believe. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this incredible sisterhood. Protect them all. Keep their minds in perfect peace. Let no weapon formed against them prosper. May they not even believe for one second that it's going to prosper. Until we meet again, I love you guys. In Jesus' name, amen.